goes to church on Sundays. Derek Dorset ducked the deceitful jet. <laughs> Lyndon Vey vanquishes his foes verily. Henrik Sedin sunned and... St- oh, I can't do it. Why are you so good at it? Brad Richardson rarely goes to school. <laughs> okay, I think, I think our mics are Derek working. Nick Hansen has a hat trick. <laughs> hey, it's topical. Yeah, I did it! All right, everybody, welcome to the Box Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, presented by Vancouver is Awesome. I'm Zach. And I'm Cody. And <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> okay, well, like, we didn't mean that, but... What do you mean we didn't mean it? Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's carry it on here, people. Um, okay, so that annoying voice, <laughs> I guess we should introduce him. He's actually been here every single recording. It's producer Caleb. Good day, folks. We just kind of forgot to mention him the other two times, but, uh, you know, uh, he's a pretty big part of the show, and we appreciate... Yeah. Everything he's done for us. Wow, that is so kind of you to say, Cody. Normally, his mic is muted, though, because then you'd get a whole bunch of mouth breathing. And it would make us sound worse. Yeah. So let us know if you want Caleb to just never talk but, again. Please. But so in the meantime, we'll just put that probably, right to mute. Yeah, probably just mute him <laughs> off. Thanks so much, though, Caleb. All right, so Cody, Yo. Daniel just played his 1,000th game against Chicago. That's true. Did you hear about that? Uh, I did somewhere. <laughs> I think I read about it the other day in okay, the paper. Cool. Yeah. I read about it in Ford's Magazine, of which I'm subscribed to. Mm, I yeah. read about it in Monocle. Oh, well then. Uh, so what do you think about the legacy of the Sedins now? Do you think that we as fans just undervalue what they bring night in, night out? Do we take it for granted? It's hard to say if we undervalue or overvalue. It's been such a rocky road from when they first came into the league. I think what a lot of people forget about the Sedin twins is... Everyone else thinks that hates the Canucks thinks they coined the Sedine sisters thing. It was our own city. Yeah, it was the city of Vancouver who created that. It wasn't like a rival nation that's like, yeah, Sedine sisters. We were like, Sedine sisters, get them out of here. And I hate that Sedine sisters term. It's the most misogynistic. Yeah. It's completely ignorant. Yeah, it's it's really just cool to see how they put up with all that adversity and just put their heads down, kept playing games, and look where they are now. They're both at uh, over, uh, well, you know, Daniel's just at 1,000, but Henrik's uh, not far ahead of him by about 30 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, back-to-back Art Ross trophy winners, and they're fucking twins that did it. So that's pretty dope. I'm pretty into that. They're the two greatest players to ever put on the Canucks jersey, and I think that because they're 34 years old, we're not going to see too much more of this right so i think we just have to take it in every day and just watch it for what it is yeah like when you you have a dog you love and he's just one broken hip away you know just from putting him down that was like the worst way you could have put that 
Why don't we throw on the bridge? Couldn't it have just been like Frodo when he goes on that elf ship at the end of Lord of the Rings? I'm just, I'm just petting my dog on like a summer's day and being like, man, got to hold on to these moments, you know? <laughs> but. Speaking of holding on to these moments and your body failing you, the Dan Hamhees injury. Oof. That was a seemingly nothing play, right? I think like a gust of wind hit his leg and it completely split open his groin. Yeah, it's, it's always those weird ones though too and it looks just so innocent and then the way they get off the ice you can tell right away it's like is that ACL I really hope that's not an ACL and yeah I mean thankfully he wasn't walking on crutches or anything after the game but uh, a month is a long time well it might even be more than a month basically all we know is that he's out indefinitely uh, and then Elliot Friedman reported uh, most recently that the Canucks have gone for a second opinion and that's weird, right? Because, like, what, do they not just trust the first opinion? Or are they, like, in denial of the first opinion because it's such horrible news? Yeah. Um, the, the, the other important factor is it was really cool to see how the team responded because the minute mm-hmm. Hamhuis went down in that Anaheim game, uh, I think most of us were like, well, there goes that one. That's, uh, that's pretty much over. Canucks were and also down 2 nothing, right? Exactly. Uh, at the same time. And, uh, and to see them actually not sit back in the second and kind of give it everything. they I thought we played a great second period. I think the third, uh, the defense definitely kind of sat back because they were exhausted. But um, after what we saw in this game, too, we're at least managing to hold the fort down with tape and super glue. So Yeah, and I think a big product of that is the emergence of Edler or the reemergence of him because, <laughs> yeah. man, he was... Who is a, this guy? <laughs> who is this young kid? But he was like a car fire last year, right? He was brutal. And then this year being paired with Tanev on his right side... Uh, we've seen him take huge minutes. He's been physical, and he looks calm in his own end. Yeah, and it was very, it was very uh, enlightening with this Chicago game, though, too, to see actually us us play a good uh, five-on-five defensive game. Um, I noticed Miller only had, compared to Crawford on the other end of the ice, he was rarely tested like what we were throwing at the net on the opposite side. Yeah, and that's why you got to give credit to someone who we were kind of uh, panning earlier. Lucas Biza. I, yeah. Did you even notice him? Mm. The only time I noticed him was when he destroyed Patrick Kane. <laughs> and when you don't notice a defenseman, that usually means they're doing the right things. Yeah. Like getting on uh, on just the general topic of the game uh, on Sunday with Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, what, what did you think of uh, Hansen's performance in that game? Well, he's been playing very well for a while now, and now he's just starting to get on the board. He had three goals in three games going into this game. And he had a hat trick tonight, so he is absolutely exploded right now. I think people it drives people nuts when he's uh, paired with the Sedins on the top line, yeah, because he's known as this guy who has hands of stone. But he's right in his wheelhouse, playing a third or fourth line role where he's just forechecking hard and just driving straight to the net. Yeah, he's always been that player too. I never understand why people get pissed because they forget about the success and how streaky of a player he is. Sometimes he's a perfect fit on a shift or two with the Sedins. He pots a goal and we're gravy. Yeah, he's a good guy in the short term. He's not a guy that want on the long term. And now here's what I got to ask you. Uh, what? Co- what do you got for me? Hold on, I got yeah, I'm pretty here excited. Comes. I can't wait. Here it goes. All right. Where were you last night? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what I need to ask is, are the Canucks, can we just admit that the Canucks might actually be a good team? I can't do it. Yet. It's, 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 no, because so you know what happens, man. Every time we just look around and no one can overhear us, we're like, I think we're a good team right now. Everything falls apart. Well, I, I think Canucks fans are kind of like an SBCA dog, right? Like, they're so fragile. Like, you kind of lift the hand and you kind of, like, you dodge it a little bit. And you're so afraid to, to trust again. It's like, maybe I'll never trust anyone again. I came from a hard place before SBCA. Even the SBCA, which is supposed to be, supposed to be like a place of love, which it is, there's still <laughs> jail cells, right? Like, for dogs? 
Yeah, it kind of goes back to my dog analogy earlier. Um, you know, <laughs> I guess we're both kind of doing sweet dog analogies, just the same types of analogies. And I agree with you 100%. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I think we're afraid to we're afraid to let it in. Like, we're afraid to get hurt again. Like, we're vulnerable. Yeah. I yeah. think they're a good team. I, yeah. I mean, the Canucks have beat St. Louis, Chicago, Anaheim. Uh, all, should have had that second Anaheim, but, you know, like, lost in a shootout. These are good teams that they're consistently beating. But does that mean that Calgary is a good team? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps that question up for me. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Uh, Bo Horvat is obviously like kind of like the biggest story that's going on in the Canucks right now, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about it a lot with Sat on our last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made the argument for him to stay. Now he's uh, he gets three assists in the game against Chicago. Before that, he had his first NHL goal. Uh, the dude's just beasting right now. What do you think of him? Uh, well, you know, the city was kind of talking before, uh, giving them this nickname, Borvat. And, no one was doing uh, it, that. It looks, <laughs> no I mean, one was doing it, that. It was seeming to catch wildfire, but uh, I think a lot of people now are starting to call the guy Scorvat because uh, he's just been racking up points. Not goals, but points. <laughs> no yeah, one okay. said that. No one said that. I'm just trying to still make my nickname work. It's um, not going to. I know. Um, no, it's it's been crazy. The The fact that in this game alone, he had he was 80% on the dot and didn't lose yeah. a single face-off to Captain Sirius. That's yeah, pretty he, sweet. He won three out of three jaws, uh, draws against Jonathan Taze, who is kind of like the guy that ultimately Bo Horvat kind of wants to be in his in his peak, right? Well, and and I was I was getting concerned with uh, before he had that game against Anaheim where he kind of slotted in last minute. If you looked at like what his his time on the ice was, it was you know fairly minuscule. It was you know seven minutes, five yeah. minutes. Then then he played uh, when he played against the Kings, he had fourteen. But tonight he had uh, he had fourteen again, and yeah. it showed. You know. And uh, here's the thing about Bo, Bo Horvat. I think ultimately it comes down to is the team better with him? And they straight up are. So yeah. I think that's the end of the conversation now. I think that you have to look at him past nine games. I don't, even, I don't even know if he's going to be in the World Juniors anymore. I don't really give a shit if McDavid's not there, to be honest. What, what? Fuck Canada at the World <laughs> Juniors. <laughs> Yo, we still have prospects that are going to be on that team. Yeah, yeah, but you know. I'm, I mean, more so it's like, yeah, let them go, but keep Horvat here. No, because I wanted to see him get those minutes, play on that big international stage, that's awesome. Even any single time you have a Canucks prospect playing for Team Canada with all those new young hot dicks, like, that's what it's all about, right? That's, that's Christmas vacation. That's, that's Boxing Day. We should maybe uh, have you re-say that without saying hot dicks. I will just censor it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was pretty funny. We talked about uh, Ryan Miller quite a bit yeah. uh, about how great he is. Yeah. And then two that, weeks makes quite a difference. In that two weeks, man, the wheels fell off. Coming into the Chicago game, Ryan Miller and Eddie Lack had allowed 48 goals, five on five in 28 games, and that is 28th in the league. It's a lot of numbers. Those are the. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did I even say them correctly? I, I, I kind of started to trail off, but I got what you're saying. Uh, so that's second last in the league. The only team that's been scored on more at even strength is the Oilers. And so, if anything, that makes the Canucks impre- uh, record even more impressive. Yeah. Because <laughs> could you imagine if they actually had some solid goaltending in that span? <sighs> I, I feel like the goaltending will rebound. I mean, we've we've discussed this before. Miller is basically a, an American, not Italian Luongo, and he's everything gonna, about him. Yeah, he's going to have those stretches where he just lets you down, and you want to say the sky is falling, but you just need to. Be, he's no, he's a professional career-wise. He he's a great goaltender. He's just going to have moments where he slides, and the problem is too is lack 
hasn't been shouldering the load because we keep throwing him in those horrible situations. Terrible, yeah. Can, You're always playing a better opponent on the second night of a back-to-back. Exactly. I, I, I actually thought it would be kind of wise at this point, once Miller was sliding, to why not give Lack a break or two there? You put him in a, in a start where we're playing the Oilers and then give Miller the, the, the following start just, just to see if we can light a fire under Lack's ass right now. Yeah, and, Lack, and to, to credit Lack, he did play very well against Anaheim exactly. in that game that went to a shootout. Yeah. It was unfortunate it went to a shootout, but he had that game for sure. Yeah, it's still an unfair scenario to throw him into. And, you know, I, I don't I don't see him getting rewarded even if he does manage to pull off an upset victory. It's going to be Miller again. And it's kind of unfortunate because if Miller starts to suck for quite a long time, Black's going to be super rusty and et cetera, et cetera. It's funny that you said that Miller is like Luongo because he is like playing style, age, and he even physically looks like him. He looks like Roberto Luongo with like no eyelids. Yeah. He's Shelbyville. <laughs> yeah, he's Shelbyville Roberto Luongo. <laughs> Can I throw to you guys really quickly? With that being said, and he's obviously not playing lights out, but maybe we're not paying enough attention to him. Oh, no, we are. Play because, well, because he's getting the support. <laughs> uh, we have a podcast about the Canucks. I'm pretty sure we're watching Do you mean we or do you mean like a collective we is in the city, Caleb? Uh, maybe a collective we? Okay, continue. I'm getting thrown under the bus again. No, <laughs> no, continue. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, because he's getting the, the goal support needed to win games that, you know. Yeah, but we can't maintain that. If that goes on for a length of time, it's going to get scary. Yeah, basically what happened is the Canucks have been outscoring their problems lately, which has pretty much been the opposite way for the past few seasons where the Canucks have just been getting lights out goaltending every season after the Stanley Cup run, and then they'll just mail it in and win it like 2-1 every yep. night. Yeah. Uh, so now we're doing the opposite. We're scoring a lot of goals, and we're getting scored on quite a bit too. But I thought uh, the Chicago game was a nice recovery rebound game for Miller. Uh, I think you got to credit that Vancouver defense, like Cody was saying. Uh, Miller didn't see a lot of shots, but you know when he did, he made the, he made the save. Yeah. yeah, all in all, uh, things are looking up. I totally am impressed with the way the Canucks have been playing against yeah. the tougher teams this season and uh, the more examples we have of defeating these legit opponents uh, the better our argument lies in that we're a good team so nothing can possibly go wrong <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think it's going to be smooth sailing from him here on out see you in the playoffs rest <laughs> of the NHL yeah so uh, okay we'll see you guys in two weeks and uh, as you've heard from our show literally nothing bad will happen to the Canucks Nope. Can't wait to talk in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, from the cave, my name is Zach. I'm Cody. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Fucking nailed it again. Zach, you're the man. No, man, you're the fucking man. Oh, I just want to fight you.